Welcome everyone to the No Christmas Zone. Today we're going to be discussing the Sonica special. We're going to have a happy, happy Sonica. Sonic, happy Sonic. All right. Charlie didn't. Charlie didn't know about this intro until I did it. <laughs> All right. So today we're doing something a little bit different. Isaiah's busy, so we thought, oh, we'll do a Christmas thing, and then we're like, wait, how are we going to do Christmas? And I'm like. Let's do that Christmas episode of Advent The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, which I only remember exists because it has a certain voice clip regarding excrement that is used in a lot of YouTube poops. That's the one. Yeah, it's funny how the show has a two relatively notable voice clips regarding that. But anyway, we never talked about the TV show. I guess we mentioned it once. We mentioned Sonic 2 because I was listening to that earlier. But, you know, why not review a Christmas episode since it's that time of the year and... I thought it was a good idea. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of Christmas stuff you can do, so, you know, why not, but... I, like, the only other thing I could think of was the Christmas Nights thing. Yeah, I was thinking that too, but that's Nights, and we might actually talk about that series sometime in the future, so it's best to just... Yes, keep it separate. Yeah, but... Well, take us away with the synopsis, then. <laughs> Alright. Christmas Eve has come to Robotropolis, and everyone in town is gathered around the Jumbotron in the middle of the square so they can see Santa Claus, which is clearly a robot, make a very, <laughs> make a very important announcement. He's retiring, and for some reason, he has picked Dr. Robotnik, alias Robotnik Claus, as his replacement. Of course, being the greedy poker- porker... <laughs> I'm, I'm reading off, I'm reading off the, the Sonic Wikia, by the way, for those at home. <laughs> yeah, so you can read along too. <laughs> Being the greedy porker he is, Robotnik demands that the children give him presents for Christmas instead of the other way around. Good start, good start. <laughs> Meanwhile, when I saw this, I was like, I was like, why? Who are these people? <laughs> yeah, they who are, are they're all who are vaguely these human, human beings. Are there humans in the show regularly? I've never actually... I've watched a little bit of the Saturday morning cartoon, but I haven't ever actually watched The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. There aren't normally humans, right? Well, the only other character I can think of is Professor Von Schlemmer, who is kind of a distorted kind of human. Cause... Was he the... Is that... Well, no, no, no. That's Snively. No, no, no. Snively's he... not in this. Right, right. Snively's a separate thing. But, like, uh, is that guy, like, an assistant to Dr. Robotnik? No, he's, like, another scientist that I think was being used by Eggman in, w in one episode. The infamous other excrement episode. Ah, uh, okay. Well, then. Carry on. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sonic recruits Tails to help him find some Christmas presents for Princess Sally, who is, for some reason, in this continuity. <laughs> yeah, I was kind—I of, wasn't surprised by this at all, but I briefly looked at like the comments of the video, and everyone's like, "Why is Princess Sally here?" And I was like, "My only question was, why is she pink?" She was pink in the earlier comics, and so I guess yeah. that makes it a little bit different. <laughs> she was pink for like four comics or something. Yeah. <laughs> this confuses Tails because she's pink in here. No, <laughs> because Sonic <laughs> just agreed with Sally that they wouldn't get each other anything this year. It turns out that every year they make this agreement, Sally ends up getting Sonic a bunch of cool stuff, such as a ring on his finger she gave him last year that becomes important later on, spoilers, while Sonic usually <laughs> takes the agreement seriously and doesn't get her anything. This year, however, Sonic is Sonic has decided to actually get Sally a bunch of presents. So, in this segment of the episode, we get taught about the gender roles. <laughs> what? Tails is like, why would a girl say something that she doesn't mean? <laughs> Dude, this is literally, my, my parents were telling me this. Like, oh, we're not going to give each other presents this year. And then I talk to my dad, what are you doing? Oh, I'm getting a present for your mom. He's like, and I'm like, I thought you weren't going to do that. Well, yeah, but she always surprised me, so I'm going to one-up her or something <laughs> like that. I, 
<laughs> one up. She didn't say one up, but like she's gonna beat her to the punch or something like that. But right. that's, that's my parents. <laughs> Dude, I was watching this and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. It's about as real as this show will ever get. Like Sally is here just to be like a like a confusing girlfriend for Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> the duo arrives at Robotropolis only to find all stores in local mall are empty. A nearby kid shows and alerts Sonic and Tails about Santa's retirement and Robotnik taking over the chore. Chore, I guess. My favorite Game Gear game. <laughs> Just then, Scratch and Grounder show up with a robot Santa who was actually giving the retirement announcement earlier and tried to kill them. Of course, they fail miserably. Sonic, disguised as a garbage man, then tricks the henchbots into telling him where the real Santa is. Also, he dismembers them. Yeah, I forgot how often Grounder's head just, you know, gets off. I forget how often Scratch just, like, is annoying. I never forget. We're gonna need to, like, insert his infamous laugh in here. Yeah, I'll take, I'll find it. Okay. <laughs> in spite of attacks by some swap bots, and by the way, <laughs> there are not swap bots in this. There's like one robot that vaguely resembles a swap butt, but in that classic Adventures of Song of the Hedgehog style. But the rest of them are yeah. just other random robots with different appearance, so I don't know why they call them swap bots. Yeah, I was like, did someone go and change the definition of what a swap bot was on me? Because I remember reading the comic, and they are a very, very specific design, and it's like the only effective combat robot that, like, Eggman makes. Yeah. And they were, like, cool for that reason, but these guys just look like a bunch of chumps, and are treated as such. Sonic manages to free Santa, but it doesn't change the fact that Robotnik still has all the presents. Just then, Santa recognizes the squiggle on the ring that Sally gave Sonic last year <laughs> as the same squiggle on an ancient cave painting that reveals the secret of achieving ultimate speed. Apparently, oh the one God. wears the one who wears the ring, Sonic, must pass three tests of skills. I just realized that I tuned out when like Santa was like, "Oh my God, I know what the symbol means in the ring," and now I'm just reading this. I'm like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, no, it's the dumbest thing ever. Like, first of all, it was obviously a MacGuffin, right, when she handed him, or when he talked about the ring that she had given him. But also, like, what the hell? <laughs> like, why did she have this? Why was, like, why is it a squiggle? And then, did you see the cave painting? I didn't see the cave painting. Is there, is there a gallery? It's like a, like a, I don't even remember. It was like a donut minus a lock, and then it just shows equals, like, squiggle or something. It's ridiculous. Uh, let me see if I can if there's a picture here. Yeah, oh yeah, this it. is a some weird cave painting. There's like a that's a mountain. I guess it's a mountain. <laughs> oh my god! All right, I'm going back to the it's synopsis. It's just ridiculous. Like I I looked at it and I was like, no part of like suspension of disbelief is gonna make this okay. Uh, due to the episode's runtime, Sonic passes the test easily, in spite of Scratch and Grounder's attempt to stop him. And then he uses his new super speed to steal back the presents Robotnik has taken, as well as the doctor's clothes and redistribute their presence all over Mobius. After the hedgehog delivers Sally's presence, Santa, impressed with the job, decides to retire after all and turns his job over to Sonic. End of episode. Or special, whatever. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, like, the first thing I want to talk about is the human boy whose name I do not know. I don't think there is a name. It does the the synopsis doesn't even give him one. But uh overbite I'll call him. He's got a, such a weird overbite in mouth shape. He looks like a kids next door character. Yeah, he does. But uh overbite is just like a like a mean kid. Like Robotnik who, I don't know, for some reason I never saw this before, but in this episode he just looks like obese Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> Smashing 
But, uh, he, like, tells this kid, like, oh, you're getting me something for Christmas. And the kid is like, but I want things, and then punches him in the stomach. And, like, all of my sympathy le for the kid left in that moment. <laughs> I was like, oh, this kid doesn't want, like, the joy of Christmas. He just wants stuff. He's just a kid, though. Yeah, but also, like, maybe it's a good thing that friggin' Santa's, like, coming to stop the greed. <laughs> oh, yeah, never mind that... That Robotnik turns it into some kind of a fascist dictatorship where he gets stuff. Right, where he then enslaves the kid. Also, yeah, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember that or not. But uh, he mentioned it. I didn't remember seeing it, but he definitely mentioned. He like it. offhandedly says that he's going to enslave the kid into his like workforce factory thing, and then the kid like comes out of the like alleyway to find Sonic, and he's like, "Eggman put me in his weird kid dungeon, but I escaped without explaining how he escaped because this kid seems pretty incompetent." So, I don't know how he made it out. But, uh, also during this little segment, we see Scratch and Grounder visit someone's house. And this person comes out, and we mentioned earlier that the, uh, Tails learns about <laughs> the weird interminglings of relationships. Uh, the Scratch and Grounder here learn about the realness of, like, the job market. Because this man comes out of his house and he says, Please, I can't give you anything. I've lost my job and my <laughs> wife is sick and dying. <laughs> She's probably she was probably in that house as it was being uprooted from the ground. Yeah, then they uh, are the bank and they just like overtake his home. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, what? The, this is a children's. This is like you're supposed to be ten and watching this. It's just it becomes real in places it doesn't need to be. It's like like whoa, like that guy could have just said, I don't want, I don't want to give you stuff, and scratching grinder could have been like, then we'll take all the stuff, yeah, and then. They, we wouldn't have to have... Like, that man never got his job again. This isn't a happy ending. Yeah. Did Sonic... They, they never showed Sonic taking the house and putting it back. <laughs> or, like... I don't know, man. It was rough. I was very blown back by that. This is a show... I, did you did you watch this at all in the past? No, this is my, this is my very first experience. Okay. With, like I said, with the, with the Sonic Saturday morning cartoon, I'd seen a little bit of it. But this is the first time I'd seen any of the uh, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Which, they're pretty much, like, they're kind of the same thing, right? Like, they're, they're designed the same way, and Julia White voices Sonic in both. Mm-hmm. He, he voices them okay. all three of the Sonic cartoons of this 90s era. Oh, is he also in Underground? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. In fact, I think Manic, his brother, is also voiced by uh, Julia White. Oh, that's cool. They sound a little bit different in the show. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure about that, but... I also like how during the segment where Sonic is like snowboarding down the mountain, initially you're reminded of like Ice Cap Zone, right? But then eventually it turns into Marble Zone when like rocks start falling and he has to like go into water and he just has to push a rock for a second. Was this in the trials? Or are you talking about the intro? Yeah. Okay. At the end. Oh, well, actually, the intro, also, I noticed the intro, pretty much every part of it is just different parts of the episode that are reused animation, which I was kind of like... Yeah. Huh. I was just like, they're, they're doing... It wasn't even a Christmas remix, but it, it sounded vaguely like the original intro, but... Didn't they just add jingle bells to the background yeah, or something? Yeah, like, it's definitely, it's definitely a different song, but... Yeah. It's just, it's you know, weird. Yeah, jingle bells, Christmassy instruments that you can add to make it sound. It's like it's Christmas. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was like they swapped the sound font, more or less. Yeah, but it sounds really distorted that I couldn't quite tell it was the same thing until it played this, like, classical piece that was just remixed in the show. And then the yeah. end where he paints the uh, sign, it just, like, cuts to it being the Christmas logo for the episode. Right. 
There was something else I was going to say about this, but there's no Sonic Says segment, so that's unfortunate. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that there was going to be one that I could, like, add in here, but There's nope. just not a lot to say other than this is taking place in a society that we don't really know anything about, but it exists. Oh, yeah. yeah it's so weird that there are people and they don't have jobs. There was also that, like, bird that was just casually talking to Sonic, like, not even, like, a flicky, just a regular-ass bird, small size. Yeah, I was wondering if that was supposed to be a bird or not, <laughs> but I guess, I guess it, or if that was supposed to be a flicky or not, but I guess it was just, like, bird guy number three. Oh, Sonic, uh, puts a mistletoe between him and Sally and then kisses her on the forehead, and I'm like, are they, are they in a relationship in this continuity? I guess, I mean, they just shoehorned her into this continuity, so why not? <laughs> it's so weird. Now that I know that she's not supposed to be here, it's so retroactively weird that she's, like, kind of the whole point of the subplot, like, the more interesting subplot. I mean, too bad she doesn't appear at all in this show. It's just <laughs> this... Or even doesn't appear in this episode very often, just in the beginning right. of the year, I guess. But, like, would you agree that the subplot here, which is, like, Sonic trying to reconcile his, like, past screw-ups and his relationship with Sally is way more interesting than, like, Robotnik stealing Santa or whatever? Yeah, because you've seen that a lot, and the, the, the other one's a little nuanced, for lack of a better term. Like, you know how The Grinch is one of the oldest, like, Christmas cartoon stories? <laughs> And this is kind of basically the same thing. But it's a very public, hostile takeover. Yeah, it is more, like, regime-y. <laughs> oh, also, Sonic at one point says, let's stop Stalin, and I just couldn't stop thinking of Joseph Stalin after that point in the episode. I mean... He's obviously talking about not moving, but... Right, but Eggman might as well be a stand-in. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, it really hurts me not only that the beard is clashing with his orange mustache, but that it's, like, looping over his mustache, like there's, like, some solid supporting matter in it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I couldn't stop thinking that he just looked like discount store uh, Nigel Thornberry. I gotta find a clip of Nigel Thornberry saying smashing. <laughs> to cleanse your thoughts. Yeah, well, also to put in the episode. <laughs> oh, man. So overall, uh, did you like this episode? I guess thumbs up, thumbs down this episode. I'm giving it a thumbs down, but it was just kind of... It was both great and painful to revisit this show. Like, yeah. It, it shows, like, what Sonic was in America. Because he never had, like... You know him to usually have, like, six spines, but he just has those three spines that look very thin on the back of a round head, and he's got those thick brows. Yeah, it looks more like a mohawk than... Yeah. Like I ever thought it did, which is... It's okay. I don't actually mind this design too much. But for the sake of being topical... It's better than the Sonic in the movie poster. Also, watch, <laughs> like, a trailer for that movie come out when this comes out, and no one's gonna f understand, or people are gonna find this episode when it's already too late. The, the, the movie is out. There's a new poster where everything looks normal and they fixed it. <laughs> you know what? Next... It's not even live action anymore. <laughs> next time we have to do one of these, we should uh, review the Sonic fan film. Yeah, we should. Which also has Jaleel White in it. <laughs> yeah, they got him to voice act him, didn't they? Yeah. I like that. We should also do Sonic Mania Adventures or whatever that thing is. Yeah. I actually I don't even think I've watched those. They just released a new episode today as of recording. Yeah. Yeah, we're recording this on the 20th. It'll probably be going up uh, shortly after Christmas that Friday. Yeah, but... That, I mean, you already know that if you're listening to this, but... Anyway, what do you say? Thumbs up, thumbs down? I have to be a thumbs down. <laughs> I do think that there's, like, stuff here that's okay, but overall, this is, like, definitely your your classic, like, like American cartoon smut. <laughs> smut. <laughs> Maybe that's not the best word for it.
How about Chum? How's that sit with you, <laughs> cartoon Chum? Like, it almost sounds like you're saying cartoon friend, but I know what you mean. Like, you know, just awful yeah, food, like, quote unquote. Like Chum Bucket. Yeah. yeah. If if Sonic comics are a Krabby Patty, this is the Chum Bucket. Yeah. And then like the Sonic video games are like lasagna. I'm not the biggest fan. Oh, I kind of like lasagna now. I used to not be a big fan of it. What? It's nothing but meat and pasta and cheese. I feel like you would be super into that. Yeah, but sometimes the sauce has stuff I don't like. What? Like basil? Like onions or tomato chunks. Tomato chunks, I get, kind of. I When I have lasagna, I like it to be a really, like, thin sauce. Or maybe not thin, but just, like, like well minced. Yeah, that's how I like my sauce. But I, I become a much more, uh, shall we say, progressive eater. In fact, for dinner, I ate the salad. <laughs> and the asparagus. For anyone who doesn't know, which I would imagine is most people, Charlie is not a fan of vegetables. But, I'm getting used to them. Yeah, I'm glad that you've been taking them into consideration as of late. Are there vegetables you do like? Or is it just, like, anything that does not taste savory and chunky? I mean... Is not... Let me just be, let me always have to bring up Isaiah's mom because he, she was the first person who made me feel like crap. <laughs> <laughs> but like potatoes and corn were like just vegetables I ate, but those aren't vegetables of corn, they're just starches. And I'm just like, well, <laughs> but like eventually I just like said, I'm going to eat spinach and I just kind of like spinach, but I didn't eat it that often. Dude, I love spinach. And there's kale. I kind of got used to kale when I made those kale chips. Remember that time I brought you like Yeah, when you fried marijuana for us. And- <laughs> Thought it was weed. God. I mean, I didn't. Obviously, I didn't think it was actually weed, but like, yeah. I don't know. Like, fr- the fried kale that you made just looked like a. I mean, the, the crap like, I brought from... in that bag was terrible because that was store bought. But I made my own kale chips and they were great. Yeah, those were okay. I don't remember if I actually had any, but you showed us a picture that looked nice. Uh, question of the day: Kale chips? Yes or no? <laughs> Answer of the day: Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I love vegetables, but pass on the kale chips. Anyway, lasagna is Sonic games. A chum Sonic cartoon. <laughs> is this Christmas blast? Yeah, my dad puts uh, spinach in his lasagna, so you might like that lasagna more. Probably. Plus, my dad makes a mean ass lasagna. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to make a joke out of that. Happy holidays, everybody. Have a great Sonica. Fo- <laughs> Have a happy Sonica. Follow us at No Spin Dash Zone on Merry Twitter. Merry Kwanzaa. Send us an email filled with hate or love at nospin-zone at gmail.com. Honestly, Christmas is the only... I guess, like, Sonic Christmas works, but, like, Sonica would have been a way better pun that they could have pulled off. Yeah. It's not as if, like, the Jewish population in the U.S. is so small that that wouldn't have, like, been a good, a good like, bump. Yeah. Have a nice December, everyone. Yeah, goodbye, guys.